All right, uh, do not miss it tomorrow morning. Our Australian Open coverage continues down under with the women's semis. Coverage begins 3.30 a.m. Eastern time on ESPN. And the app, Every Point, can also be seen on ESPN+. And with that, we welcome you back live to our studios. A spirited morning we have working. And appropriately, we are brought to you by Grey Goose. Delighted to have uh, this crew here today. Dee Wood and Kane Martin, Dean, uh, Dominique, and Chris Canty. We are rolling along. Mm. And we once again would like to offer our thanks to our friend Pat McAfee for every Tuesday. <laughs> inviting Aaron Rodgers to come on his show and say fascinating things. Yesterday, he was back and better than ever answering a variety of questions related to his future, be it Green Bay or elsewhere, and he did not disappoint. Listen. All the other, you know, ideas about, you know, trade and whatnot, that's all conjecture until um, I even decide uh, what I want to do moving forward for myself. And if they felt like it was in the best interest of the team to move forward, so be it, you know. That wouldn't offend me. That wouldn't... Uh, you know, make me feel like a victim. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have any animosity towards the team. I have a lot of love for what's going on in Green Bay, and I'd love to finish there. I would, and and uh, I might have finished there. You know, who knows? But what's the old adage? You know, that people want to say, "Oh, the grass isn't always greener," yeah. you know, on the other side. And I always say, "The grass is green where you water it," and I think that's the most important thing to remember. Uh, change is is a part of this business. It's a part of life. And I think being open to it and embracing whatever that change looks like is an important part of coming to peace with whatever decision lies lies ahead of you. Honestly, I love hearing like I honestly love hearing A Rod just he's just sitting back and Pat Pat Nate just he's just sitting back just Letting it rip. Yeah. Just letting it all rip. It's, it's like, I is, can't get enough of that, to be honest with you. What is he saying, my friend? What is he saying? Everything. Exactly? Everything. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> How am I supposed to follow? Do you want to be in Green Bay? Uh, yeah, I'd love to be in Green Bay. But the grass is always green over there. It's like, okay, do you want to be over there? Or do you want to be here? I think listening to him, I, I, love, I love the whole banter and all that stuff. We talk about it every week. But he's acting like he's a guy who told Green Bay, I love it here. I want to be here. Let me know what you guys want to do. And I'll just sit here, like, in this chair and wait. That's not the situation. The situation is, Aaron, decide if you want to play football or not. Cool. Aaron, decide if you want to be in Green Bay or not. Cool. If you don't, we then have to make corresponding moves. If you do, we also have to get our roster together and get our salary stuff together. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the ball is in his court, and he's acting like, well, I'm just waiting until I figure out my destiny wherever it may be. <laughs> but I you don't know what? Know. But you know, you know why I'm not? You see, you're stressing over it. Be, I'm not stressing over it. You know why? Because you know, every week, Greeny will be like, Kmart, as my resident insider, where is Aaron Rodgers going? I don't know. I don't know if he knows. I can't tell you what is in this man's head. And that's why him saying everything is, it's triggering. (laughs) But see, like me, I'm not tripping because how often do players have this type of flex? True. Like that's why I'm enjoying this. Like it's rare that you see players have that type of power and this type of flex. That's a good point. I mean, I think the players generally are not comfortable with saying how they actually feel. And this, I think Greeny nailed it in the first time we talked about this is it's him having this like personal private conversation. This is Uh, how you talk about your decisions with your friends. You're like, I don't know this, that, maybe this, maybe that. And then you drop a line that you think you're going to get a reaction to and no one responds because (laughs) (laughs) The grass is greener where you watered it. 
was really awkward. <laughs> you know why nobody responded, Dom? Because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Last time I checked, the Packers were watering that air yeah, by that grass. Right. They gave him a three-year deal for $150 That's a million. That's a lot of water. He's supposed to make $60 million this year. That's a whole lot of water. But they have bent over backwards the last couple of years to acquiesce to everything that Aaron Rodgers wants. The least he could do is inform the organization about what he wants to do this right. offseason, whether it's continuous career in Green Bay or be traded, so the organization can make plans He's for right. Bill. But what, I, what I'm never going to do is, is cry about an organization or lose sleep about an organization being held hostage. They do it to every player every offseason. So, Aaron, do your damn thing. Except I will give you one piece of advice. Somebody need to do something about that headroom. It's just like, it's like it stresses me out, the man. The camera shot. It's like, it's so much, just, just tilt it down a little bit. Yeah. But to be if, fair, if you, if you have the strength as though. a player and power to push around these multi-billion dollar organizations, yeah. by all means, you see what the, the way they're treating Lamar Jackson yeah. right now? Yeah. You see the way that they are going to treat you when they can treat you that way. So if Aaron Rodgers wants to stress out the whole city of Green Bay, take it. You can you can handle it a little goody. You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> D Wood loves it. He's just sipping his tea. You know what's interesting? When you 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 can listen to Aaron Rodgers through a lot of different ears, which is to say, mm-hmm. from the moment that I started considering him my quarterback, which is about <laughs> the two weeks ago, yes. I hear him completely differently. Yes. <laughs> Suddenly, he makes all the sense in the world to me. And what I think he's saying, Kmart, to your point, because I get it, you're asking him to tell you something that I genuinely think he doesn't know yet. Like I, I think. He's trying to make up his mind if he feels like playing again. And to the point that Canty is continuously made, he's got 58 million reasons why ultimately he overwhelmingly likely yes. will. Yeah. I do think there's part of him that kind of does want to see what the Packers are going to do from here. You heard Domofsky say it. He doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. Okay. If they want to rebuild or they want to let some people go, then maybe he will want to go someplace else. There may be some things that have to happen before he decides where he wants to water the grass. I guess, and I understand that. If this offseason wasn't also in conjunction with last offseason, whereas he took his time, we saw Devontae Adams leave, and now, you know, you've got young rookies that he has to be with. Like, I just think all of it together doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. And it, Aaron doesn't make sense, and how the Green Bay Packers have sort of handled this over the last few years hasn't all made sense. If you look at them individually, each move, it's like if you wanted to move on with, with Jordan Love, Keep right. going, keep moving on. But then now he this. held them hostage and saying, okay, we want you as our quarterback. Now that's not enough. I don't know what else the Packers are supposed to do. But this, keep Randall Cobb, keep all your friends. Like at some is, point, you want organizations I'll, I'll make to it move short. forward. This is a perfect definition of you knew what it was when you signed up. So did he, this, though. No, oh, that's fine. But right? they are the one who offered him the contract. This is who Aaron Rodgers has Fair. been. Fair. So, I again, it's hard for me to start feeling sorry for Gutekunst. And Gutekunst has done a great job. But I'm not going to feel sorry for you. One, because you would do the same thing to him mm. when you drafted a quarterback over mm. him. And if he didn't have those back-to-back MVP seasons, he'd be out. And two, because this is how Aaron Rodgers has always been. Since, right. uh, he, since he right. took over, right. we heard about how he is kind of a little bit different personality-wise. So, like, it's hard for me to now at this point be like, oh, you better tell the Packers what you're going to do right now. <laughs> no. Y'all got a problem with it? Move on. No, nah, the ultimatums are going the other way. Like, it sounds like Aaron Rodgers saying, I want things to be a certain way if I'm going to sign up to run with y'all again. 
And from what my therapist told me once upon a time, if you start giving ultimatums in a relationship, yeah. the relationship is probably yeah. already over. Huh. And so that's the piece Greeny, that we have to down. look for <laughs> moving forward with Aaron Rodgers. Is the relationship already over with the Green yeah. Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers trying to sift through what's going to be the best opportunity to continue his football future? It feels worth saying out loud also that were Aaron Rodgers to play his entire career for only one team, he would actually be the exception and not the rule. I'm just sitting here writing down the names of, of the the company he keeps historically, Joe Montana, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, they all played. Terry Bradshaw, uh -huh. people forget. They all played for other teams besides just the – so the idea that, well, it would be crazy to see him on another and another team, that, that would not be so crazy. No, it, it actually always happens. It, right. It would not be crazy, but Aaron Rodgers still has stuff left in the tank. Like, he still is a, a – well, Brady won a Super Bowl where he went. No, uh, uh, Peyton won a Super Bowl where he went. But he's saying, I would love to be in Green Bay, Green Bay has said they want Aaron Rodgers, except it's st we still don't know what's happening. Like that to me is what's so frustrating. It's like, do you, just get to just get married. Again. Von, Von Miller won that Super Bowl, and uh, well, fair, no, but 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 Peyton was there. <laughs> he was on the team, he was on the team. and he did set a bunch of passing yeah, no, they, they records in Denver the, year, the yes. year before, one way or another. Okay, so that's one legend in pursuit of whatever it is he wants. We got another legend in pursuit of something very tangible and obvious. It's LeBron James. He's approaching Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's the record you know about. But last night he set another one in the battle for LA bragging rights. Hey, D Wood, here's your guy. Here's your team. You're a Laker fan. Here's Here's LeBron knocking down a three. We like it. Bam! It's LeBron. Yes, you know, you know I love that greeny. Love it. But you wouldn't love this. Uh, the other team showed up last night. Paul George taking it to the See, hole. There you go messing my emotions. He had 27. Oh, look. Kawhi Leonard played. Uh, he had 25 last night. Clippers up by 23 at the half. Fourth quarter. Here's the drama. The game was a blowout. Clippers won easily. But the drama was LeBron. Look at this man. At his age, the spin and the slam. That gave him 41. And as you continue to feast your eyes on spectacular LeBron James moments, like the defense and the liftoff, LeBron James last night became the first player in NBA history to score at least 40 points against all 30 NBA teams. He finished with 46. The Lakers got blown out. So LeBron, after, how do we feel? So the last few years, just you know, the last couple of years since we won a championship, just a lot of accomplishments been hap happening on losing effort. You know, so um, it's been very kind of difficult to kind of even digest some of some of my own accomplishments because I want to celebrate on, on, on losses. It's been that kind of situation. Meantime, here's the record you know about. He's 177 points away from Kareem. Based on the, his ridiculous scoring average this season of over 30 points a game, he would do it in six games. Uh, the Lakers come east, actually, for a five-game trip after they play the Spurs tonight. So he's going to do this in the next week and a half, we would assume. All right, as we continue, Jalen Hurts has been brilliant, but he's got one challenge left to overcome. If he's going to fly, Eagles fly all the way to the Super Bowl, we'll go live to Philly and tell you what it is. Plus, is it time to drop the mic in Dallas? One member of our crew says yes. And everybody's yelling at him. You'll find out why as we continue. It's Get Up on ESPN. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, 
Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. We are back on Get Up, and what a matchup we have in store in the NFC Championship game. Eagles, Niners, winners in the Super Bowl. The quarterbacks, unprecedented in terms of youth. Hurts and Purdy, both under 25. First time in the conference championship or Super Bowl that that has ever happened. Meanwhile, both quarterbacks might have a hard time moving the ball. The Niners and Eagles are first and second, respectively, in total defense this year. Both are just a hair over 300 yards per game. And the Eagles are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Could spell trouble for San Francisco. Jalen Hurts is 20-3 in his career when his team, Philadelphia, is favored. And right now, as we go live to the man who knows more about the Eagles than absolutely anyone, I would like to begin by saying congratulations to our friend Sal Palantonio, who will be inducted into the All Sports Museum of Southern New Jersey Hall of Fame in March. How about our guy, Sal? We love it, and no one could deserve wow. it more. So, welcome, Sal. Good morning, as always. And let's, let's talk about your quarterback over there, all right? We got the shoulder with Jalen Hurts. We were all worried about it last week. It, all, it looked absolutely fine. How are they dealing with that injury heading into this game? And, Michael, there's no indication that he re-aggravated it or re-injured the right shoulder. But when I talked to Nick Sirianni late Saturday night after the presser outside the coach's locker room, I said it looked like you really did a good job of focusing on protecting that right shoulder. He said, yes, three ways. Number one, avoid contact by sliding early. Number two, avoid contact by getting out of bounds early. Don't take on any contact. And then when you do go down, Turn your body so that you land on your left shoulder. They drilled that during the week. They had pads where when he went down, he practiced going down on his left shoulder. Sirianni told me that is something that Frank Reich worked on with Andrew Luck in Indianapolis, and they focused on it last week, and they're going to focus on it this week to face a very good San Francisco 49ers pass rush. That is fascinating. I mean, the level of detail that these teams go to in these moments. So, so let's, let me ask you a question that we brought up here earlier. How would you describe what is at stake 
for Jalen Hurts. I mean, the season has been so good. Solidifying his position is not even what we're talking about. But as far as his standing in the league, he's got a contract coming up. He's going up against one of the best defense, maybe the best in the sport, for a shot at the Super Bowl. What's at stake for Hurts this weekend? Well, a lot is at stake for Jalen Hurts because he wants to go to the Super Bowl. He wants to take this team back to the Super Bowl. But best be assured, Michael, that his future is secure here no matter what happens on Sunday. But let us extrapolate it out, as we like to say. If he wins the Super Bowl, don't worry about the money, Michael. They're going to have a statue at the art museum with Jalen Hurts next to my guy Sly. No, no disrespect to Sly Stallone. Love my man. But right next to Sylvester Stallone, right there at the bottom of the steps at the art museum. And he's going to get a big, fat, guaranteed contract. This team took care of Donna McNabb, Michael Vick, Carson Wentz. This team is going to take care of Jalen Hurts. I can guarantee you that. Okay, excellent. One win or lose. So let's talk about how they win. We talked about the Niners defense. It's number one in the NFL. You got Nick Bosa, who's maybe as good as anybody at getting after the quarterback. What do we know about the plan? Well, we talked to offensive coordinator Shane Steichen yesterday, and he noted that Nick Bosa lines up, even though he is listed on the depth chart as the right defensive end, he lines up about 50-50 on the left side, and the right side, he said, when we get to the line of scrimmage, we've got to be aware of where he's at at all times, and we'll have a plan for that. But I got a great stat from Hembo just a little bit while ago. He said, you got to run it, Nick Bosa. Yes, he's got 18 and a half sacks, but his run block win rate is 185, which is 21%, 185 at a possible 191 defensive ends. He mm. said the Eagles... Uh, running run a zone read against the Giants. And this is Hembo's word, great word. I'm going to use it. I'm going to steal it. Diabolical against the Giants. So they'll be running the football against the Niners. Thank you, Hembo, for that. If anyone would know diabolical, it's, it's Hembo. It's in, his, it's in his soul. Hall of Famer, Sal Palantonio. Thank you, Sal. We will check in with you as the week goes on, getting set for really a fascinating game there in Philadelphia. They played so many NFC Championship games. You think back to the McNabb era, the Andy Reid era, and here it comes something brand new. So fast, good to hear him say, look, he's going to get the money. That's all going to work out. How does he beat this team and go to the Super Bowl on Sunday? Well, one of the interesting things that they have is two great tackles. So, like, Nick Bosa, go wherever you want. You're not going to find a soft spot. <laughs> on that defense, excuse me, on that offensive line. And I do think that they win by running the ball and by zone reading, or excuse me, by, um, by doing RPOs. Because the 49ers want to play zone and blitz on third and longs maybe occasionally. In zone, it's impossible with zone because the decision right there makes you wrong in zone. Man, you're going to have to force them in the man. And once you force them in the man, that's when you really win. Go deep on the outside of the edges. So there's, it's a pretty obvious game plan. It's the same thing, frankly, that the Eagles have been doing to every damn body all year long. Yeah, and, and so give the fans something to watch for, Chris Canty. You played on that defensive line. We know that Jalen Hurts has the ability to kill you with the run and with those run pass options. We saw that he's healthy enough to do it and they are willing to do it. So what are the most important things to watch for earlier, early, that will tell you, well, the Niners defense is winning this or Hurts is winning this? Who wins first down, Greeny? That's what it's going to come down to because these defenses are deadly when it comes to third and long. The San Francisco 49ers, they're 16th in third down defense, but when you extrapolate that out, third and eight plus, 
There have been 120 instances of that 49ers defense going up against opposing offenses. Only 20 conversions by opposing offenses. Mm, so you can't get in third and long against the San Francisco yeah. 49ers defense and expect to come out on the right side of it and sustain drives. So it's going to come down to who wins first down. And to Dom's point, that run game, that zone read with the quarterback could be a big factor in terms of figuring out that outcome. Well, Sal has the Eagles for us. Kmart has the 49ers for us this weekend. So what are we looking at here? I think this game is going to come down to which quarterback is able to be themselves, the same quarterback that we've seen all season. The thing with Brock Purdy, when I had them a couple weeks ago against the Seahawks, everybody from the front office, the coaches, teammates, talked about how this is the most poised rookie I have seen. The, the Eagles have to be able to get him off the spot. They got to bring pressure. They got to make him uncomfortable. Um, you talk about Jalen Hurts hasn't seen a defense like this. Well, Brock Purdy hasn't seen this Eagles defense either. And I think for the Eagles side, when you're looking at Jalen Hurts, you want him to be able to be that dual threat guy. But you also have to contend with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Like, if there are any single coverage matches, like, if there's any Thing deep, like you, you got to take advantage of that, and the 49ers have to be aware of that. Uh, you know, it's funny. You, you know, you brought up the Philadelphia Eagles defense because the Philadelphia Eagles had 70 sacks, yeah, Hello. third most in mm. NFL history. They got four defensive linemen with double-digit sacks. Mm. We talked about last week when when the uh, 49ers were going up against Dallas. If Dallas can make put this on Purdy, they got a shot. I think the same thing applies again this week. Make Pur- make Purdy beat you if that if, if it comes down to that if the if the Eagles shut down the 49ers run game and put it on Purdy. Let them horses loose on them. Look, San Francisco scored one touchdown last week, and they had a penalty and all this stuff that helped them get there. To me, the questions are all about the San Francisco quarterback in this game, not the Philadelphia quarterback. Yeah, and, and that's the point. It's like the San Francisco has a great um, offensive scheme. They have great players, and they have a quarterback who the best thing that people can say about him is he's poised. And, like, the one criticism that you hear about him – from inside the 49ers organization is that he gets a little wild. He gets a little full of himself. He tries to do a little too much. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you get in a tight situation, that's when uh, that's what the Eagles want to see is they want to see Purdy try to become a superstar on their watch, which I don't know that he can be. He's been serviceable up until this point. And, I mean, frankly, that's probably disrespectful. He's been good He's up to this point. Good, yeah. but. If they need him to be great, which is what we're always talking about, there comes a time in everyone's playoff run where the quarterback got to do something special. And Purdy, that time hasn't come for Purdy yet. If it comes this weekend, I think the Eagles win. All right, coming up, we promised D. Wood that we will get back to this, and thus we will. (laughs) 27 years and counting for the Cowboys. Will they ever get back to the Super Bowl? We've got one way they can make another step. We'll tell you exactly what it is next. Plus, he's 0 for Joe. Patrick Mahomes has never beaten Joe Burrow, and now the odds are stacked against him completely. Can he win this with a bad ankle? We'll talk about it next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals. That's dell.com slash deals. The next game we will play is called Fact or Fiction. Damian Woody, Fact or Fiction. The Cowboys cannot win the Super Bowl with Dak Prescott as their quarterback. Oh, that's fiction. Fiction. Now, listen, Dak Prescott is more than capable of winning a quarterback. I think the one thing that I pointed out, I think Dak, need, Dak Prescott needs a couple more pieces around him. He's a guy that we've seen glimpses of what, what Dak did uh, did this year, particularly in that uh, wild card game against the Tampa Bay, Buc- I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. We need to see that more on a consistent basis from him. Dominique, Jerry Jones needs a Super Bowl win to secure his legacy. Is that fact or fiction? That's absolute fiction. Like, I think we already know who Jerry Jones is. He's got three Super Bowls already, and I think that his legacy is broader than, like, on the field. It's probably more about impact on the financial standing of the league and the growth of his team. So, I don't think another Super Bowl changed the way we think about Jerry Jones. Perhaps. He is actually one of the few owners who's in the Hall of Fame as yeah, well. Right. Uh, so, that's worth noting. Uh, Chris Canty. The Cowboys should fire Mike McCarthy. Fact or fiction? That's a fact. The Cowboys window is closing, and the question is, can your head coach be the difference in winning games in the postseason? And I think we've seen the last two postseasons that that's not the case with Mike McCarthy. So, you can't get rid of the quarterback. You're going to have a hard time hanging on to core players. Get rid of the head coach. Try to get somebody in there that's an upgrade. Okay. We discussed this earlier this morning, and it led to a good deal of disagreement at the desk, which I generally like. And then Damian Woody made a request, and he doesn't do that often, but he said, we need to come back to this. And so we have. So Chris Canty has posed that the Cowboys need to make a a change at head coach. Damian Woody, what do you think of that? Man, I had a lot of time to really ponder this one. Ponder. Ponder. Come on, Bishop. Give me that good word. Give me the word. I just look at the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, I was listening to Chris, and I'm like, you know what? You're making a, you, no. you, you're making some sense here. Don't you're really making, don't you're really making some don't sense. Preach. Because, like, I look at the Dallas Cowboys, and you're right, we talked about the Cowboys. Like, they're one of the most explosive teams in the, in the, in the National Football League offensively. Weren't they, like, scoring, like, over 30 points yeah. a yes, game? They score, over score. Their defense, awesome. And we constantly talk about the head coach, whether it's, you know, mismanagement of the, you know, you know, time mismanagement, or just all these type of blunders. And what are you going to really change? What are you going to change about the Cowboys? You're not changing that. No. You're not going to do that. Like, that is out. That's out of the question. But the coach is easily replaced, though. And Jerry Jones have all – it's like Jerry Jones have constantly talked about, like, his football mortality. Like, time is a ticket. Well, if time is a ticket, then you need to go out there and get you a difference maker mm-hmm. at the head coaching spots. That's what I'm – that's, that's listen, all I'm going to say. Listen, 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 Linda. 
Here's the problem. Earlier, <laughs> you said Dak Prescott is not a force multiplier. Dak ain't this. I don't know who you would have said. I, okay. So I'd have to come pause, over there. Pause, pause, pause. Okay. But now we're saying, well, we can't get rid of the QB, so what the hell? Get rid of that QB. <laughs> like, what kind of logic is that? Strategy. One. Number two, you just pointed out to me at this table that the Cowboys offense was leading the league in scoring. All of a sudden, though, the, that's the problem. All of a sudden, Mike McCarthy, the problem. Get rid of everything. Just because you can change something doesn't mean you should change some, something, right? Yes. yes. Okay. yes. That no. really is the no. question. No one is going to make an argument that Mike McCarthy has done his job so badly that we absolutely need to fire him. No one, including Chris Canty, is yes. going to make that argument. Yeah. The argument is, does something need to be shaken up? Do we need to change, make about, a substantial change? To this roster? Like a shock to the – yesterday I described it as being like a defibrillator. Like right. you need like a boom. You need Clear. something to yeah. shake everything up. Yeah. How about Sean Payton as your head coach? Ooh. How about that guy? Oh. I mean, is anybody at this table going to sit here and argue that Mike McCarthy is a better head coach than Sean Payton. I mean, their resumes are very similar, but I, I no, get no, your no, point. No, no, I no, like, no. When it comes I, to the innovation but, on the offensive side of the no, ball, I, play design, all of those things, but it's Sean, you're, you're so, saying that Mike McCarthy is a better coach than Sean Payton. I'm not. Okay, I'm saying, all right. Innovation on offense is not the problem, as we just pointed out. That they, that's, it was that's, a problem against I, San Francisco. Okay, they lost the game on a short week against a team that's better than them. Like, my problem with this is no one here is pointing out a specific solution that they want to address. Everyone's just like, oh, it ain't work. Blow it up. Like, you don't need an offensive innovator. Their offense is fine. fine exactly. you, like, you don't need a new defensive coordinator. Their defense is fine. Like, it seems to me that the, the strategy that you guys are presenting is if they're the Texans. Like, if you're the worst team right. – in the league, then you're like, all right, sure. Can't get no so, worse. So, so, Knock so, all the so, pieces off the on, table. So, okay, so we're saying they need to get more talented. Is that is is that the case? They yeah. need to get more talented. Every team needs to get more talented. Okay, but, but I think that's that's. But, but, I think that's a. You can point to specific areas on the team where they could use positional upgrades. Right. Sure. My whole point is this: sometimes you need a head coach that can find a way to navigate around not having the most talented team on the field in order to be the difference in the outcome of games. And what I am telling you is if we look at the last two playoff losses for the Dallas Cowboys, you can pin some of that on Mike McCarthy. Is there the any good reason? Hold question. on, let me finish. Is there any good reason why he didn't take a timeout with 240 left in that game in the fourth quarter? When they were punting. And he let it run down yeah. 30 I, seconds on the clock ask, when you had the two-minute Can I ask you a question? Is there any good reason? Sure. Just like we talk about quarterbacks, it's levels of coaching. Are there levels of coaching? Yes. Yeah. It just, and we always talk about the National Football League. Coaching matters more so yeah. in the National any Football League than any sport. other league. Yeah. Okay, so you sitting here talking about that, you know, that – the offense is the offense is straight. The defense is straight. So what else is that? Is so are we? So are we? Okay. I mean, so they lost it back to back years to Kyle Shanahan, who we talk about. There's levels of coaching right. from an offense standpoint. There's Kyle Shanahan and there's everyone else. So that's that's something we can point out. There. So okay. Also, hold on, hold on. Okay, so aren't you making my point? Right? Right? Yeah, exactly. Aren't you making my point? Wait, let me go. Let me go. Go ahead. If you can hire Kyle Shanahan, then by all means, what is Sean Payton? Sean Payton was Kyle Shanahan before Kyle Shanahan. Here's my question: You guys want to blow up the Cowboys? Do you want to blow up the Bills too? Do you want to blow up some That's other teams? I mean, we, you know we, what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like, we, 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 we can have that conversation. Let's not set fire over there to ignore this one. No, we no, talk no, about no, the no. Dallas because Cowboys. The, it, but again, you don't just need to change, yeah, shake just, something up. Like, just because no, I'm not saying coach. just to change for change's sake. What I'm saying is there is a clear and obvious opportunity to upgrade your head coach. And for the Dallas Cowboys, it's about improving in the margins wherever you can. This is a top five offense and a top five defense. You got a guy that's in the conversation for the best player on the 
defensive side of the ball in all of football. You, you got an all-pro corner. You got an all-pro receiver. Dak, you got all-pro offensive line. Go. But you said Dak isn't a force multiplier, but we've also given stats about how they've had one of the best offenses all year, right? Uh, right? Uh, uh. right? But you just said, you just said right. talent-wise no, they're they inferior. Need, they need to upgrade the roster as well, but to act like Dak can't win a Super Bowl or Mike McCarthy can't win a Super Bowl, like, it's just a bit much, guys. <laughs> okay. So the argument Maybe will continue. Maybe they can't win one together. I have breaking news. Uh. So these these uh, awards, all of the finalists and everything are just being announced, and I can tell you the finalists for most valuable player of the National Football League are as follows. There are five of them, and you see them on your screen. Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and Justin Jefferson. Nice to see a non-quarterback in there. Obviously, Jefferson had one of the great seasons we've ever seen from a wide receiver in NFL history. Let's bring it out and talk about it. Dominique Foxworth, I'm giving you the first vote. Yeah, well, Jefferson, it's nice to see him in there, but he doesn't stand a chance. I would love for some <laughs> right. non-quarterback yeah. to win it, but I think it's easy. It's Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Yeah, the, what he's done, the, the job that he's done is remade a team. They're winning in a different way. All those other quarterbacks are very good, but we're kind of seeing them on their first run. And Patrick Mahomes has had better numbers than them and offensively has been better than them in a recreation of this offense. And I think that's incredibly impressive. We always talk about how how a team's going to continue to win once they start playing their quarterback. Mahomes did do a flexible deal for them, but it's still really impressive without Tyreek Hill. What, and with a paid quarterback, they rebuilt their offensive line, and he's finding a way to still cook no matter what. I think that was the real thing. Everyone coming into the season, well, what, what would the Kansas City Chiefs offense look, look without Tyreek Hill? They yeah. had missed a beat. Mm, no doubt. They had missed a beat. And – Big reason why is the quarterback. The quarterback played outstanding. I think he's going he's going to be the runaway winner of the MVP award. Simply put, he's a standard. He is the best quarterback. And and we do end up discounting what Patrick Mahomes can do because he makes it look easy, but we should not do it. What yeah. he's been able to do with this offense, with these players, it is impressive. Yeah, I'm not discounting what he can do. This is his fifth straight conference championship game that he's hosting Woo. at home. They might as well rename the AFC championship <laughs> game the Pat Mahomes Invitational. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I-, I think Pat Mahomes is going to ultimately end up winning it, but it's a shame that Jalen Hurts got hurt in Week 15 in Chicago because I thought he was yeah. on pace to win the MVP. He had 35 total touchdowns to only eight turnovers. Greeny, over the last five years, there's only been three quarterbacks to have more total touchdowns in the same amount of turnovers or less that's Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Lamar Jackson. All of those guys got MVP. It felt like it was Jalen Hurts to lose. Unfortunately, he's going to lose it on an yeah. injury. His season needs to be celebrated. And I think also Joe Burrow, what he's accomplished so far, needs to be celebrated. But we need to stop short of saying that if he wins this weekend, he going to overtake. Because I'm not going to name any names or point any fingers. But somebody earlier in the show suggested right. that if Joe Burrow won this weekend, that he then becomes the best quarterback in the lead. That there is absurd because Patrick Mahomes – is still let, me, the let, me say, let me say it this way. There, 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 let me say it this way. There's levels to this, right? There, there's tiers to this. Pat Mahomes and Joe Burrow, tier one, in a separate room by themselves. Now, when you start having that tier two conversation, it gets interesting. Josh Allen and, and, and Justin Herbert, all of those names get tossed around in there. For me, uh, the top guy in tier two uh, has got to be Jalen Hurts. Uh, and I think that was the clearest thing we learned on divisional round weekend. I know you looking crazy and stuff like that, but that boy from Cincinnati is a stone-cold killer. Yes. yes I, yeah. Is a stone-cold yes, killer. So, I, I'm not, sign me up for that guy any day. I'm, I'm not. See, that's the argument. I'm not making that argument. I'm just saying that it feels wrong to do what – to even have this question about him considering what Patrick Mahomes has done up until this point. 
Uh, uh, Joe Burrow is, is incredible, but Patrick Mahomes is, has led incredible. He's the standard. Yeah, I'm, I'm, he's the standard. Before, before this game, which I covered, nobody was talking about Joe Burrow like, oh, he's the best quarterback in the NFL. Everybody was like, oh, it's, it's Josh Allen, it's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, before oh, no, game. I said that last Wait, no, no, I said he was the best quarterback. Whoa, whoa, As this season, the yeah. beginning of this season, the narrative was, will Allen displace right. Mahomes right, right, as yes, the best yes, quarterback yes. in football? Now, oh, yeah, the conversation yeah. is, will Burrow? Yes. I'm going to need a few more seasons before we start discussing anybody in the same in conversation as a man by the name of Patrick Mahomes because he's been doing it since he stepped What's on the grass. He went in Super Bowls. I think it's LeVar. Yeah, yeah. My bad. LeVar Mahomes. So he's been, winning, he's, been, he's been participating in championship games, winning Super Bowls, breaking records since he walked in, leading um, incredible comebacks, throwing memorable passes in the Super Bowl, and having the best losing Super Bowl game that we've ever seen in history where he's levitating sideways and hitting dudes in the face mask with a ball from 25 yards away. So y'all need to chill out with this Joe Burrow talk. Dom, That's Dom, all. Dom, That's Dom, all. Dom, Dom, he's great. I love Joe. We who? The spin was nice. But he's not Patrick. So leave it there. We all think that Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP. All the yeah. different finalists for all the different awards are available right now. Meanwhile, we continue tomorrow night on ESPN. College Game Day tips off our coverage. Uh, 7 Eastern uh, for a good one. UConn and Tennessee with a great women's college basketball, the rivalry that elevated women's basketball to the national stage in the 90s. Number five, UConn, Tennessee in Knoxville. Uh, that's all coming your way tomorrow. Coming up, if you thought last offseason was wild, think again. This year could be even crazier. Wait till you hear what we expect Lamar Jackson's future to look like. We'll find out. But first, we'll find out if D. Wood is ready for this one. Who is the only quarterback in Jets history to throw 30 touchdowns in a season? That's the question. The answer is next. Get up on ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, we are back on Get Up, and it is uh, my opinion that Aaron Rodgers is going to throw 40 touchdowns as a New York Jet next season. <laughs> and with that thought in mind, we have the following question for our friend Damian Woody. D. Wood, who is the only Jets quarterback, and only quarterback in Jets history, to throw 30 touchdown passes in a season? Yeah, Greeny, at first I thought like Vinny Tessaverde, um, Chad Pennington, but then I remember 
Ryan Fitzpatrick with Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker mm-hmm. had a hell of a season mm-hmm. that year. That was the year that they lost in the last week mm-hmm. of, the, of, the, of the season against the Buffalo Bills to get into the postseason. Say less. That's correct. <laughs> He's got it, baby. That's exactly right. Down goes Hembo again. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Testaverde came closest. He threw 29. Right. In 98, Mark Sanchez, Joe Namath uh, came a little close, but not quite there. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the winner. D. Wood is the winner. And as uh, we love, Hembo is the loser. <laughs> All right. Now, we, the reason this comes up is we can see a lot of quarterbacks changing places. All right. So let's make our predictions. Kmart, where should Tom Brady play next season? <sighs> so, uh, <laughs> Raiders, I guess. I guess Raiders, but I think he'll end up with the Raiders. But personally, I think the Titans make more sense. I think they have a better roster. I think they have they play in a, I don't want to say weak, but a weaker division. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just going to be an easier fit for him. Plus, Brable is there, but he could also be on the couch. We will see. Uh, D. Wood, where should Aaron Rodgers play next year? Right here, Gotham. Yes, Jets. Uh, I mean, come on now. Preach. Like everything is set up. Top five defense. Young ascending offensive talent, and all these guys, all the all the big time players on rookie deals, mm-hmm. right here, baby. Come on, I'm, bring it I'm, on over. I couldn't be more with you. Uh, meanwhile, Canty, how about Lamar Jackson? Where should he play next year? The Atlanta Falcons. G, listen, if the Baltimore Ravens don't want to give him 250 million guaranteed. I know the Falcons will. Their head coach Arthur Smith is going into 2023 on the hot seat. Their new GM Terry Fondo, he hasn't made any big splash moves. To me, adding Lamar Jackson to an offense that has Drake London, that has Kyle Pitts and two Pro Bowl offensive linemen, it makes a whole lot of sense. I will mention that right now on ESPN Plus, we did this poll where we asked executives to make predictions. We asked for bold predictions, and they predicted that, that uh, Lamar Jackson would wind up in Atlanta. And look, you have crystallized this down to its simplest. If if you're a football fan, you think, how in the world do you let Lamar Jackson go? But if you understand the way the business of the sport has operated, and no one knows better than you, as the former president of the Players Association. This is about the contract, not about the play. Yeah, it's about continuing the precedent that uh, Deshaun Watson set recently in getting a fully guaranteed contract. And I think that it would be absurd if the Ravens were quibbling over uh, a million here, 10 million there, but that's not what the fight is over. It's about a principle, Mm -hmm. which is why you would never move off of an all-time great quarterback, the best, frankly, the most talented quarterback they've ever had there. And uh, at a young age, if it was just about a couple bucks, but it's about continuing this. And I think that the ownership there and the general manager there, like they're a respected organization that's always been run like the right way, so to speak. It's really hard to go back into those owners meetings and go hang out with those GMs after they all was dog cussing the Browns Mm -hmm. for signing that fully guaranteed contract. It's going to be hard for them to do the same thing for Lamar Jackson, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. There you go. There you go. The way it happens is if Lamar, because if Lamar Jackson refuses to sign a contract that is not fully guaranteed, anywhere, uh-huh. then it's going to be a question of does the entire league no. have that same principle? Uh, no, or they will don't. No, they don't. Do That's the point. They, they do not. They That's don't. Right. We <laughs> saw that they did it for someone who is not nearly as good as Lamar Jackson and also has a ton of other uncomfortable things around Correct. And Look, yeah. the Deshaun Watson contract, I understand Lamar Jackson calling it precedent and the team calling it an outlier, but the reality is an outlier is precedent. <laughs> <laughs> Those two things can be the same. And, you know, Kmart, and now we're getting very inside baseball here, but I do think it is interesting stuff. 
that if the, if the other dynamic young superstar quarterbacks who are coming up for contracts, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, the other no-brainers, mm. if they also hold out for this demand, if the, the quarterbacks can change the way football business has been run since its inception, if they band together and all insist on guaranteed deals this year. They should. They should. Because when you look at the landscape, we have – it's not just one good quarterback – we have, like, a murderer's row of very yeah, yeah. talented young quarterbacks. Right. Hear me, fellas. Ooh. Stand your ground. Tell them. Let's get do this. Let's go. They need to get your money because, as we said, you see Aaron Rodgers. Now he finally has that leverage, right? Ain't no you don't want to be. <laughs> you don't want to be 39. Like, okay, now I said. You are in your 20s. Like, this is what I mean. Like, Lamar, this is what I've been waiting for, like, quarterbacks players to actually band together and say you know what the way it's been running is not how it needs to run anymore and there's enough young guys where if they fight the fight and stay put and just stay resolute maybe something will change and you you know what this is this is the flip side of the nfl orienting the game toward the offense and protecting the quarterbacks this is what you create the quarterbacks are the stars they're the marquee all of a sudden now, they have a lot more leverage than they did 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing those players exercise Hopefully those leverage. Hopefully they stay. Yeah. Go get your money. <laughs> Go get it. your bag. Lamar, the, do we expect it to happen? Uh, Damian Woody is a crystal ball. Uh, maybe, maybe people yes. don't know this. Yes. But he sees the future. It's remarkable. <laughs> the good Lord has spoken to D. Wood. Is he going to stay in Baltimore or is he going to wind up somewhere else like Atlanta? I think Lamar's gone. Me too. Yeah. I do. I, yeah. think, I think Lamar's gone. I I, I it, it, as crazy as it may seem, because we always talk about the system, the system, yeah. Lamar's the system. But Dominic's right. Like, yeah. when it comes to the finances, these owners are like, okay, I'll take you to a certain point, but I'm not crossing over this, this threshold. And there's going to be a team out and there I, that's willing yeah. to put it all out there on the line. And I think, like, the team, like uh, a team like the Atlanta Falcons, will absolutely yeah. put it out and there I, on the line. I know that some people are critical of Lamar for not having an agent, but him making this stand is something that would not happen if he has an agent. So, like, an agent at some point, they are comfortable with perpetuating their relationships with the general manager and with the team. At some point, an agent's going to be like, well, just take this deal. But Lamar's like, no. And I think if he sets his precedent, then all the agents get in line and all the other – or not sets his precedent, but continues it. Everyone gets in line and, and they all get it. Super the, quick. The Falcons were one of the teams that wanted Deshaun Watson. Yep. The Browns came in with that 230. So they, they ain't going to miss again. Hello. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 that's exactly right. That's the team they sort of submarined, if you will, to get a little, um, Deshaun Watson in the first place. Okay, we'll see where all that goes. Meanwhile, let's get up and go, right? We got a lot of things. Oh, no, no, but first I've got this. Uh, Damian Woody, what a morning he's had. Let's just enjoy the faces of D. Wood today. Uh, is there a more expressive face in the industry? I mean, we got to name the face. That's, that, that first one is you better don't. You better not. <laughs> Chris can't see. Sometimes you be making. Oh, no, 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 no. Dead is. Dead is. What do you think? I thought I had an expressive face, uh, but, but Bishop got me for sure. Oh, oh see, you know what? These people in the control, man. Y'all get on my, y'all get on my nerves trying to catch all this. I, I, I wish you would. We got is that what Allie? We got the hoops promo tonight. We've got basketball tonight. NBA doubleheader tonight here on ESPN. Uh, we're starting in Philly. Joel Embiid and the Sixers hosting Kyrie and the Nets. That's a rivalry. 7:30 Eastern. Then the spectacular John Morant, the legend Steph Curry. They go head to head. Great games tonight. Uh, starts with NBA countdown 7 Eastern on ESPN and the ESPN app. First take. Follows us. Would Aaron Rodgers be better off on the Packers or the Jets? 
Molly, Stephen A. and Mad Dog will debate that. And you know what? I may have to jump in. We'll see what happens. Uh, first take, top of the hour here on ESPN. Love it. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, we are back, and before we wrap up, uh, Marcus Spears is watching, and he just tweeted, I'm about to punch mm-hmm. my TV, watching Damian Woody and Chris Canny talk about the Cowboys on Get Up. Yeah. Uh, well, what's going on? The truth is uncomfortable, G. I can't make it feel better for Marcus Spears. I can't cushion the blow that his team came up small in the biggest game so of Dak Prescott's Marcus career. Is, Marcus isn't upset that they came up small. Marcus is upset that they won 12 games. And, and you're firing and the you're coach. Firing the coach. Right. Well, just, how about that, d What just is a message to our brother, the big swagoo? Calm down, big fella, okay? <laughs> you you had your moment yesterday, okay? <laughs> Me and Kenny, we out here preaching you know right now. You know what's surprising about this? Marcus was actually in the building when Sean Payton was the offensive coordinator. He was. Dallas Cowboys. You know how I know? Because I was in the building, too. And to sit here and think that Sean wouldn't be an upgrade from Mike McCarthy, stop yourself. Put a ribbon on it for us today, k I. It took these guys to make me agree with Dominique Fox. That's where we are. Patrick Mahomes. Fun day. We'll see you tomorrow. First take now.